Slide A, the report of my death was an exaggeration. The audio cassette looks set for the digital dustbin. The rise in popularity of iPods and MP3 players has eclipsed the once popular format. That was from an article entitled Cassettes of History, published in The Express on the 8th of May 2007. Hi, you're listening to Cassette with me, Naomi Christie, on Resonance 104.4 FM. On side A, we're going to listen to audio cassettes rise from the dead. During the show, I'm going to speak with a pair of musicians from band Chips for the Poor, who have recently released their music on cassette tape, and with founder of the do-it-yourself record label, Tape Club Records, which is also dedicated to audio cassette technology. It was a manual system, and it was the only one available at the time. Tape cassette, tape cassette. Will somebody turn the tape recorder off? You have to unplug it, because the band doesn't work. Analog's obsolete. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. Computer, 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 computer. Michael, you're in band Chips for the Poor. Why did you decide to release your band on tape? We'd previously done a, a record on vinyl, which was uh, we'd recorded it analog and we released it on clear vinyl, and, and it was fantastic. But it was extremely expensive, and so yes, one thing I suppose was was cost. It was just like about a hundred pounds basically to get a cassette done. I suppose there's some nostalgia for the format, you know. I remember making you know, mixed cassette and so on and so forth. And how, how many cassettes did you get made up for that £100? We had 53 cassettes printed okay. for £100. So, yeah, it's, it's quite good because you can do sort of a short run and I think, yeah, when you're sort of in a do-it-yourself sort of realm, you're... Um, you don't want to end up with a lot of stock left under your bed for for years, which, which can happen. So we wanted something, I, I suppose, in a, a kind of a conceptual sort of way. When, 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 we, when we perform, sometimes we do songs that aren't fully formed and it's sort of, we'll come in and we kind of do stuff. And this was sort of, you know, we, so we come out, we've got a cassette, done it, 50 copies, all gone, that's it. You OK, know. so did you sell out your entire run? I think it's very close to selling out. There might be a couple left in the shops, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, you could basically stop us in the street. And we might have one in our pocket that you could get hold of. Uh, so that means you can buy my copy. Carry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. our own personal copies with us. Yeah. And worth how, fifteen quid. How much have you been selling these for? Uh, Fiverr. Okay. And I think you know a lot of there's so many bands about, and there's so many small labels, and things are recording so expensive, or it, it can be expensive. You know, if you want to do it kind of analog, so. We made some money that we got to put back into the band, but, you know, then we move on to the next thing. What have people said about the tape? Have they enjoyed having having the music in that format? Scott? Well, yes. A lot of people who've bought it off us at gigs have gone, right, I've got the cassette, better buy a tape player now then. So yeah. people are kind of doing it in reverse, which is uh, perfect for us. I think yeah, people have been, uh, you know, listening to it in their car and stuff people don't really have Walkmans nowadays so that's the place that people still have cassettes so it's kind of a it's a driving album yeah. okay that, that's really interesting so, so we're helping ruin the environment basically yeah. everyone's getting their motors and hitting the north <laughs> we're gonna play a track from this cassette this is surfs up by chips for the poor and it features designer wave Warsaw. Warsaw. 
was where was that one recorded actually? That whole album was recorded originally for Resonance FM. So, um, so that song, we, we used to do a series on Resonance FM, and we did some some shows where we had uh, guest live remixes, like remixing us live. So we we were just like playing the studio, and that one we had a musician called Designer Wave who who basically changed our settings, faded it. Fade out a drum machine in and out, guitars in and out, added effects, and no, the, a good sing on as well, didn't he? He sang so, along. Oh, he sang along on actually on it that was one. It's a yeah. duet, me and him. Yeah, it was quite Very romantic. Yeah, it's a ballad it was, that one. Brilliant. His girlfriend definitely got jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the whole the whole album. Yeah, and the side A is like a whole like the whole side of a cassette. So it's half an hour, and it's basically it's several of our shows all, all sort of played simultaneously so it's like a it's a different way a different form of mixtape rather than a mixtape of track one track two track three it's track one track two track three played at the same time for okay. half an hour so yeah that's more of like an audio collage sort of thing yeah and a lot of that audio collage was uh recorded when we were in the states last year and we did it on this uh, can you just describe what you're holding there for us yeah it's a sony tcm 313 cassette corder T- tcm 313 don't yeah. get a sound like it you know these days it's, good, it's even got stickers cassette. that i put on when i was 14 yeah. it says that i love cars yeah. brilliant <laughs> i don't even drive <laughs> i was about to ask Ed, is do you still love cars Se- seemingly not so much maybe a bentley <laughs> i think he dreams of them They're kind of yeah <laughs> yeah but it was like that was all like that was just like us going around and recording on cassettes so like the whole kind of like sound of the cassette or whatever is like an important part of the album of like the hiss or the you know the bad microphones of like the radio shows you used to make when you were a kid on your cassette player it's all got that kind of thing you know Brilliant. going on what's your next release going to be we've got planned a, a split seven inch at the moment that's that's in the with a, with a, i don't know what we can say with a band yeah, it's called the, it's called the, <laughs> is it all top band. secret? Oh, it's so top secret. It's, I don't even know. We yeah. don't know. It's, we, we've got planned a split seven inch with a band called the Skin Jobs, which will come out on Parlour Records, and it'll be a recording that we made last year when we were on tour in the states uh, with a, a musician called Bobby Con who recorded us and produced us and yeah he's like a fantastic musician brilliant and, I, and where yeah. can listeners get hold of that uh, nowhere at the moment because it's not out, it, but, yeah. next but when it comes out <laughs> oh probably all good probably rough trade or through our i don't know it's our, our website's <laughs> chips com. okay check there for updates okay good and we're gonna should we play another track yeah if you want That was Mountain Vision uh, by Chips for the Poor with Robin the Fog. Will, you founded DIY record label Tape Club Records and you release bands on cassette. 
Is this the only format that you release people on? Well, I'm not afraid to say that no, it isn't, but no, it isn't. We, okay. um, we do everything now, I guess, uh, digital, vinyl. I haven't done a, a VHS tape yet, but we were going to go into it at one point. Obviously, I need to ask you, why, why did you decide to release things on cassette? I think there were similar reasons... To, as the guys were saying earlier, actually cost is quite an interesting factor because when you're faced with, right, I'm going to do my first recording, I'm going to stick it out there, and you look at the price lists and things that are available, cassette was a very favourable option, particularly at the time when we wanted to do records. And given that all the nostalgic stuff was there and I loved them anyway, I had absolutely no problem in thinking, right, let's do 100 tapes. And we actually, I paid the same, but I got 100 tapes for £100. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was fantastic because I think we sold them for a couple of quid and ultimately all the same same lines of thought as, as the guys here. It was nostalgia as well, cost, tapes are good, a bit different. I'm going to ask you a slightly uh, tricky question. Sony ceased to manufacture its cassette-playing Walkman in 2011. How are people going to get hold of anything to listen to your tapes on? <laughs> I think they're going to have to scour eBay, hopefully. And uh, I've got several cassette players at home, which I will be putting on eBay over the years and uh, just raising the price of those. <laughs> so, now I think uh, God knows how many actual um, Walkmans must have been manufactured, but there must be millions and millions in existence around the world. So I don't think it would take anyone with a bean of intelligence to figure out how to get hold of one okay yeah fair enough and i i have a, a little thing to add myself here because I, I presumed that you couldn't buy any cassette playing devices at all because the the media has suggested this to be the case but i had a little look on amazon just before we start recording and i'm, I'm just going to read out an advert for for a device that i thought sounded quite good this this steeple tone memphis five in one music system and it's got a three speed turntable cd player dab or analog fm radio usb mp3 player and cassette player vinyl to mp3 cassette to mp3 and radio to mp3 recorder it comes in silver and it costs 134 pounds 99 and it was first available to amazon in october 2011 so it goes to show sony aren't the only people who can make cassette players and uh, some people are putting everything in one place. And there, there were a couple of reviews from it that I quite liked, so I'm going to read them out. This is a review from Paul D. Frost. It, it's not a very positive review. He says, This product was returned because the CD player would not recognise any CDs and the radio was not, would not receive any stations. I didn't bother checking the other functions. I wasn't going to risk getting a cassette mangled and stuck in the machine. I quite like that review because we can see that the guy who wrote it really values his tapes because he won't risk them in this dodgy machine. And uh, just, just for balance... There's someone who absolutely loved it as well, uh, this Ava Music 91, and she said, this product is fantastic, and various other very positive things about it. So there we go. Um, who actually manufactures the cassettes you use? I'm not sure who actually manufactures the, the tapes that things are copied onto, but there's a company in Yorkshire called Fairview who do the duplication of the cassettes. I don't know where they get them from. China, maybe? Oh, that's interesting. So we know that there's a company who will, who will record up cassettes for you, yeah. but you don't know where they're made. I don't know where the actual cassettes are physically like, yeah. put together. Yeah, I okay. mean, they're all copied and they do all the printing and things in Yorkshire, but God knows, I don't know where they get them from. Yeah, um, OK. 
I also found um, on Amazon you can get Maxell UR90 audio cassette pack of five for two ninety five. So if anyone wants to buy blank cassettes, they're also available on the market, despite reports to the contrary. Can you tell me a bit about the sort of bands that you've been releasing on cassette? Yeah, well, it was the cassette thing was in the early days of the label. So we, I think we did about twelve cassette releases, and we're up to about forty five releases now. So we've the remaining 30-odd were on different formats. But it was artists that I was, I'd was i met down south in places like Winchester and where else did we have artists from? Uh, Southampton. And then a couple of American bands. I think there was a band from Minnesota. And how to, what, you, you, you organised the recording of their album and release? Back on, on the tape thing, it was about as DIY as you could get, but with a little bit of MySpace wrapped in. So what I would do is find these acts that I really liked on MySpace and get in touch. And then cassette was the medium that we'd put stuff out on. They'd actually do all the recordings themselves and deliver a record uh, finished. So we would take the recording, however they did it, whether it was analogue or digital, and then we'd get them all pressed up in Yorkshire and distribute them mainly in the UK. And which sort of shops were you selling them in? The first couple was all local in Southampton and then as I moved up to London I brought some with me and then we started stocking in Rough Trade. A place called Norman's, Norman Records in Leeds, actually they were really supportive and they they used to give us serious reviews and, and feature the products in comparison to the CDs and vinyl that they were doing. That was really great because that helped us sell a lot of tapes. Yeah, But we also did mail order ourselves and ended up selling them all over all over the place, so we'd ship them out. I can't remember where the weirdest one. Zimbabwe, maybe, yeah. I think I sent a tape out to Zimbabwe once. Brilliant. So uh, there's obviously um, demand out there and you, your sales are going OK. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we haven't got many left now, which is, I guess it worked. OK. So, yeah.
that was James Moss with Get Well Soon, played off a tape that was put out by Tape Club Records. And next up is Peter Lyons, God Size, which we're actually playing from a CD today, but has also been available on tape. Is that, is that right? That is correct. <laughs> OK, great. And, uh, yeah, this is Peter Lyons coming up.
That was Peter Lyons with God's Eyes. And can people still buy that one? No, that one that one was the first one to sell out. But maybe we could do a celebratory reissue at some point. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? OK. Um, <laughs> yeah. where, where should people write to to campaign for that to happen? Can you write to my new assistant, Hanako? That's hanako at tapeclubrecords.com. Just please inundate her with emails, because that would be funny. Great. So how large is the cassette tape industry? You know, did, did you guys all know each other before coming to the studio today? No. No? no. Okay, because I was sort of half expecting you to say, oh, right, hello, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you've got... Um, oh, okay. How, how many people do you think there are doing this cassette thing across the world? It's, it's, quite, it's quite popular at the moment, I think. I mean, if you're going to, going to you know your local emporium if it's like rough trade or something there seems to be loads of people i mean i got given a cassette by a band you know recently and yeah i think it's kind of affordable cdrs i mean we actually we put out two albums last year we put out this one live from downtown transmissions and we put out a cdr of live recordings and i just feel that i don't know it seems that there's a little bit less permanence with the cdr they're kind of they're not that nice, not that attractive, and they we tried our best, though, didn't we, to make it attractive? Yeah, we, we tried had, our best. Yeah, it looks quite nice. We had individual sleeves, yeah, drawn by a a, a, a person. A person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we just kind of like tried to, you know, make them individual. So even though the CDR isn't so pretty, the artwork was, and people, it was something exclusive for that person mm. to pay and walk off with. Mm. In a but nice yeah. way. Yeah. That's not like a weirdo. It's like, yeah, pay me, walk off, mate. Thanks. <laughs> but it's a less permanent. They kind of, they kind of deteriorate. I don't know the actual thing. Yeah. And how, how much more life do you think there is in cassettes now? I, I think it's going to be. I think it's here to stay. I think, and and that's not. I'm not being ironic. I think it's. I think, just like with vinyl, it's reached a certain level of viability where people are like okay well we you know we're giving away x amount of mp3s on blogs this year let's do uh, a limited vinyl pressing and 200 cassettes and that's something that can go out there as a token thing that key fans can have and so i think i think it's going to be around till the end now probably less than sevens vinyl and stuff like that but i i think yeah like i saw in rough trade they've got a I think when we started stocking there, they put them in the main racks themselves, just dotted about. But now I think they actually have a full, a dedicated one side of a rack just for cassettes. So they must have about 40 or 50 at a time, Brilliant. which is it's amazing. So, yeah. I think it's, it's something nice about the format as well is that, I mean, when we got our cassettes back, if you listen to the MP3, they sound fine. But, like, the cassette, is, the bass is, like, really amazing, actually. You know, I think that people quite like the, the the compression and there's a certain kind of warmth to the sound, which is different to that of vinyl. You know, uh, vinyl's you know probably the best quality, objectively. But yeah, I think you know it's got a particular kind of sound that you can't really replicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry, while we were listening to one of those songs earlier, you, you lot were talking about things that you'd found in charity shops, and I thought that would be quite a nice thing to 
think about here. I mean, it, it's, it seems that cassettes are quite a cheap way to get hold of some classic music now. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, uh, there was a time, I think, in the early 90s or so on where vinyl was extremely cheap. Everybody was getting rid of it. You could pick up some really extraordinary records very cheaply. Nowadays, for a collectible piece of vinyl, you know, you might be looking at spending 15, 20 quid, which is fair fair price or whatever, but you could pick up crazy stuff. But I think with cassettes, at the moment, they're not so collectible and... You know, I can remember when I was a student, you know, I was picking up you know, craft work albums, New Order albums for like 50p on cassette. And then, you know, when I had them. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. And if you've got your Memphis thingy ripper, then you can uh, you can buy up all the tapes, rip mm-hmm. them if you want them on your iPod as well. And that's, that's what I used to do as well, just a, a cheap means of getting hold of, of really good records. And then I had all the equipment to make it digital if I needed to. So, yeah, it's, I think it's a winner. In 1897, when a report was sent to Mark Twain's house to investigate whether he'd died, Twain said, The report of my death was an exaggeration. And over 100 years later, it looks like reporters have also declared audio cassettes dead too soon. Later, we'll turn over to Side B, which is dedicated to mixtapes. With WH Smith with the really old 3D logo, and the tapes would say, Manufactured in East Germany. This is the end of Side A.